Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Bear and Federated Insurance. Welcome back to part two on our series on hiring and recruiting here on the Elite Business Advice Podcast. If you missed last week's episode, all about how to fill the recruiting funnel. Go back, listen to it before you come back to this episode. All right, these the series is kind of building one over the other, right? So part one was all about how do you get applicants and people interested in working for your company into the top of the funnel. This week's gonna be all about more the middle of the funnel, right? How do we start to systematize and put people through the funnel and to save your time as you're hiring and recruiting people. Uh, the, really the goal of this series is kind of give you an A to Z approach to hiring and recruiting the right talent in your company to make sure you hit your 2024 goals. Um, I am having a great time doing this series with Dan. Uh, if you did miss last week's and you're listening to this one anyways, that's fine, I forgive you. Uh, Dan is the co-founder, Dan Fleischer is the co-founder of Hirebus. Uh, and like I said last week, we talked all about how do we basically turn recruiting into a marketing game for painters uh, instead of just marketing for homeowners to use your services if that's the business you're in. Um, how do we use marketing to fill the painter funnel as well, right? And so today we're gonna kind of move on with how do we qualify these individuals? How do we qualify the candidates? How do we build systems to where things aren't dependent upon your time, right? You're a business owner. Every client we work with, they're wearing multiple hats, right? And so how do we make this an easier hat to wear um, that's a little less time demanding and where the time you're putting into this is really when you've got a good quality candidate that fits what you're looking for in your business and has passed kind of some of the, the hurdles or the checks, if you will, but not in the application as we talked about last week. So um, I, I think this is a crucial step. Again, it's just make efficiency a lot better. Uh, and I always say the worst business decisions come during times of desperation, right? And so this step is gonna help keep you from making some bad hires out of your desperation. So I hope it helps. Thanks for plugging in. This is the Elite Business Advice Podcast. Dan, welcome back for part two. Let's, we're back, Chris. It's good to be back. We're and back. Favorite subjects. I'm stoked for part I two. I love it. Me too. Thanks for what you had to share last week, man. It was awesome. I can't wait to hear your take on kind of this next phase, which again, is, as I mentioned, the intro is definitely one of the most critical to the productivity of your company. And as an entrepreneur and business owner, um, I've had a lot to share on this over the years. So I'm really excited to hear your perspective on it uh, and see how in sync we are on it. So um, I'm also really excited before we dive into this too far. Um, PCA Expo is coming up. We're like just yeah. over a month away by the time this comes out, maybe three weeks or so. It's not too late to get tickets for it. Uh, you guys are going to be there. You have a booth at the trade show, correct? With we'll Hirebus. My co-founder, Brandon Vaughn, is going to be speaking. Yes. We got a booth. We'll be giving out free assessments. We're going to be hanging out. I'm yes. so excited to go to PCA Expo. I am too. It's going to be so much fun, man. As I, I was sitting out with our team and our team meeting last week, and we're planning out the trade show. And, you know, what are we going to do? And like for me, you know, as I was kind of talking through the team, so this is my team's like first expo with us. Um, one mm. of our advisors was actually there last year as a painting contractor. Her and I never crossed paths somehow, I have no idea. Um, but 
I was like, listen, as we're planning this out, like whatever we're going to do there, we always do like a fun game or something. Um, actually, Brandon's son won our Bluetooth speaker uh, at it last year. It was one of the, one of the awesome. coolest things. He was he was so excited. And when I drew his name for it, um, I was like, man, I can't wait to go get this to him. Um, <laughs> But uh, I said that to say, I was like, man, when we do this, like, I want this to be fun. This isn't a game to like get people to come over to our booth. Like I literally go to PCA and I'm like, I just want to make this the most fun event that we can for painting contractors. There's going to be plenty of education, plenty of things that come out of it. Let's go have some fun with it, man. So I'm excited that y'all are going to be there too. It's going to be an absolute blast. I'm about to whatever game you bring up. Don't, don't give me a teaser because I'm going to go in cold and still try to win it. I'm, I'm so that's fine. That's, that's, good. that's, oh, the, that's the energy I'm going to bring to the game. I love that. it. Yeah. That's we're planning that we last year, we did like a craps game with dice and every, like, you know, the odds were like, if you hit this number, you got so many entries into a drawing, like whatever. Uh, that's and, great. yeah. And Ethan ended up winning that. So, um, awesome. All right. So let's dive into this. Um, so now you have all these applicants, right? Mm -hmm. The top of the funnel, everything we talked about on the marketing is working great. Now what? Well, what's amazing about this and why this is so important is you can be like, "Woo, I did it. I, I got a great job ad. I've got a great top of funnel. Yep. Folks are flowing in. And actually this can create a nightmare for you. And I think we've all lived this nightmare where we're, we know we need someone on our team. We know to bring someone in and we have a hundred applicants to review. And we're just like, okay, when am I going to fit that in? Oh, probably at night, 6 PM. You're exhausted. You got to have dinner with your family. You know, you want to spend time with your family and then you got to look through a hundred resumes, a hundred applications. And this is like, in many ways, this was the first problem that we, we went out to solve at hire bus. Um, before I talk about the systems implement, I just want to talk about like often as small business owners, we can learn from the biggest businesses in the world. And if we can set up a system that, you know, the, the behemoth setup in a really efficient way, then we can not only win, but we can receive a ton of upside because our businesses are worth a lot and we can get more yep. from them than a paycheck or whatever. But when you think about the biggest business in the world, when they hire, often what they do is they have a whole HR department and there's people on that HR department's job is just to review resumes and they review resumes, review, they'll review hundreds of resumes and they'll say, Hey, Chris, you're the hiring manager for this job. Here's 10 good resumes that you should set up an interview with. So they do yeah. this, but they do it with people. And actually in the last 10 years, they've started doing it with software, such as like yeah. greenhouse and autopilot. Right. And they've done it with uh, like AI tools. And so they're starting to use these systems. Why can't we as small business owners, contractors use these tools? So we recommend, I recommend a few things. Number one, that simple application can serve as a qualifying. Like if they don't have a driver's license, don't live close enough to your shop. If they don't feel comfortable on a ladder, disqualify, DQ'd, right? They're just yep. not fit for the job. The other thing, and we'll get into this probably in a second, if I had to guess, is use a behavioral assessment or some sort of assessment. And there's a ton on the market and we can talk about those, but use yep. some tool that will let that will automatically score people so that you can prioritize. And I want to be super clear, not filter not DQ, but you can prioritize the highest scores first. So now when you're sitting there where we started this, where you're like, all right, I got a hundred folks that I got to figure out who to talk to. Let the system do the work and say, out of these hundred, these 10 scored highest interview them first. You spent no time I love it. at night reviewing. 
You're only going to interview the best people and you're probably going to find someone fantastic for the role out of that. Well, not spending time. Yes. Yes. That's good. Um, I love the little Scooby snack, like, Hey, by the way, stay tuned. Keep listening. Right. Don't turn us off yet. Um, how many items? So like, as we talk through like qualifications or like, you know, kind of initial steps and stuff here is, as people are starting to apply now, um, how many items do you think you should have on that list of like qualifications? You know, I guess probably more so to even apply, I guess on the initial application would be the thought here. I, I'm a big believer and there's a ton of psychology around this. Our brains like to process thing in threes. So if you see the yeah. list, there's like, here's something and here's three examples why. Typically three is what I would say. Sometimes yeah. I get weak and allow for a fourth uh, yeah. if it's like a really that's good okay. qualification, but try to stick to three because that's how our brains work. And when you see, oh, I, I need item one, item two, item three, there's a natural tendency to be like, that's it. Any more than that, yeah. people are oof, this list is getting a little long. Yep. That's awesome. Um, so you mentioned assessments, different assessments. I'm a huge fan for a lot of different reasons. Um, what are some of the different assessments? How do they differ? Like what, you know, what is it you guys, you know, have seen work? What do you recommend? Obviously you guys have an amazing thing there at hire bus. Yeah, there's so many. And what's interesting about, so I obviously am co-founder of hire bus. I believe in the hire bus assessment, but when I was running businesses and in hiring for home services and advising, we we used the other ones. And so in using the other ones, we found hire bus. And so there's a ton like, and so first we'll talk about, um, personality assessments, disc Myers Briggs, Colby. Those are, those have been around for a really long time. And those can be really useful around how to communicate with someone. If someone's communication style will match, yours or other folks in your business. And that can give you a lot of really good information. A lot of folks are familiar with DISC. Is someone a D or an I, then you might know that their style will match with your team. You might not know if they'll yep. be a good sales rep or a good painter, but right. at least you'll know how to communicate with them. So the first bucket is like personality tests. Then yep. there's then there's like behavioral or job testing. Predictive index is a big one. Um, there's a lot of these for really technical roles, like uh, mostly in software development, like Glider AI, yep. Hire Gorilla. There's just like a ton. Um, but these ones I would say, and, and higher buses in this category, are meant to understand if this person would be good in this role. And so yep. that's what we did with higher bus. We took one of these assessments that was serving Fortune 500 companies, and we yep. said, if that's working for Fortune 500 companies, why don't we take that data but apply it to the trades? Um, and so we made benchmarks specific to the trades to tell if someone would be a good technician, a good sales rep. Um, but Chris, I think the biggest thing here is by using any of these assessments, you'll start to get some data. So yep. whatever one you think meets your needs best, please, please, please use it because it will save you so much time and give you so much good information that you can't get in any other yep. way. So uh, we've always been a huge fan of the assessments in general as a step in the hiring and recruiting phase, right? Um, Because for me, it was kind of the weed out thing. That was like the biggest thing initially, right? But it also, I found it as a win-win. We use DISC as one just again, more for the screening tool, but it was also good to get some insight on like, who are they as a person, right? If you're looking for a crew lead, you know, you're looking for a little bit more of that D type personality, the driven, organized, like can make decisions, can be a leader, right? They're typically natural leaders or just really giant 
um, assholes, one of the two. Um, <laughs> yeah. But typically you're looking for a crew lead that's more there. If you, if you get a, a, a somebody that applies and they're like a, an S and they're very reserved, they're very calm, they're very like, doesn't mean they couldn't be a good crew leader. But again, like, so we've used it in some cases. It's good to have the insight. But again, we've always used it as a screening tool. And then when Brandon connected us, um, you know, that's one thing I love about HireBus is it, it literally is, are you the right fit for a lot of these positions, right? A lot of the assessments. And I think for me, and I'm going to plug you because I know you won't because you're humble and I appreciate you. Um, for me, what I love about HireBus is it's not only that, but it's also the coaching side of it. Right. So if you have somebody that maybe scores, maybe it's an existing employee, you get hired, set up with HireBus, you take all your existing employees, use it, and you've got something that's a seven out of 10, doesn't mean you should go fire them or change their role. But what you guys give is insights on, hey, these are some of the metrics on where they should be at for this role based on all the data you guys have compiled over the years. And here's how you can coach them to get better at these things. Right. So it's not just an assessment of, is this the right person? for the right seat on the bus, which I love the name. I don't know if that was intentional or not. Um, yeah, I figured, I figured, I know you guys. Um, but it's also like, hey, now they're on board with us. How can we coach them to be even better in this role, right? And and so I love what you guys have done with that. If you haven't found Higher Bus, you haven't looked into it, I definitely recommend check it out. We've got a link set up, we'll put in the show notes here um, to check it out because I think there's a lot of benefits. So there's my shameless plug for you because I know you won't do it and I, I do appreciate that. So, um, but why do you think it's so important as we talk about assessments and data? Why do you think it's so important to use these things when hiring compared to what most people do, which is gut feelings? Yeah. Maybe not even gut feelings, just feelings. So this is, this, this is like, I'm a simple guy. So I think about this yeah. really simply. Number one, there's studies out there that show that we all make hiring decisions within the first 30 seconds of meeting someone in an interview. And yeah. that you just, there isn't enough information to make a good decision at that point. We just are, yeah. our brains are wired to make quick decisions that help us survive and do things well. And our brains yeah. are amazing, but like we need more info. And so let's get that info. Number two, and this is where it's almost blunt, where hiring is not like, there's not one true perfect hire out there. It's just a numbers game and a time game. And so yeah. if I can say to business owners, hey, you've got 200 candidates for a role and I can save you 30 hours and help you get to that top 10% without spending any of your time, why not? Out of that top 10%, you could probably hire most of those guys and they do good. Yeah. Why not save yourself the time and just get to the answer faster? So it's it's twofold. We know that our brains are are pretty bad at hiring. We need more data. And number two, like save yourself the time because at the top, at that top 10%, you're talking about the good people anyways. So just get yep. there faster, save yourself the time. Love it. I love it. How have you guys seen HireBus save people? Um, you kind of answered this a little bit, but like, have you seen some instances where people were naturally going to hire somebody else and then they use hire bus and all of a sudden they're like, Oh, wait a second. Like, has that been something you guys have experienced with some clients before? We have. So, um, part of the reason we literally built this in the first place is we were sick of paying per assessment. And so initially we would, the way we do our old hiring is we'd like put a job ad out, oh. find people, interview them. And if we got to the finalists, then we'd have all the finalists take like a disc yep. or something. 
And then right. we'd use that in our final interview. But with HireBus, we made it so there's unlimited assessment. So you, we do that top of funnel. So we have everyone take the assessment early so we get the yeah. information. Like some of our early customers were adamant, no, I'm going to have people take the HireBus at the end. Right. And so what's interesting about this, Chris, is you get pretty wild data because they're like, I love this guy. I think he's going to be great. And specific for like a sales rep role was a big one. And they get to the final round and they have him take a higher bus and he scores like two on sales rep, but nine out of customer service. Yeah. And it's like, how could someone go so far and score so low? And, and, and the reality is to be a really good sales rep, you kind of have to be a difficult person in some ways. You got to be, you got to be, you got to be aggressive. You got to have kind of low self-control and to be likable in an interview, you have to be agreeable and build on other people's yeah. thoughts and, and, and align with them. And so when we were seeing this at the end of interviews and we got this data specifically with sales rep roles, we're like, oh yeah, this person is doing well in the interview because they're likable and they say, oh, I have great sales experience. Look at my imaginary resume, you know? Right. But when you look at the concrete data, what makes someone a really good sales rep actually doesn't typically play that well in an interview because they need to be, especially an outside salesman, they need to be yep. driving and grinding. So that's a concrete example of when we'd see that data at the end and it would change people's minds on hiring. But that's why we recommend people do it early in the process. I love it. I love it. How do you guys recommend using resumes in this interview slash funnel process? Like, so, so you apply and then, you know, obviously you can go through the funnel. We'll talk about the system here and the automation in a second. Like, where's the, where's the resume come in or do you guys even recommend it? Such a good question. So I actually don't recommend resumes on every role. Um, and I think this is a pretty individual. I have some business owners who always use resumes. I have some that never do. And so, um, what, what we've found is that resume information is, is a part of the equation. It's like behaviors, AKA some sort of yeah. assessment, like hire us. Resume, which is skills and experience, equals the information you need to make a good hire. So I think you need to determine if you're going to use that information to hire. Yeah. What we do um, is we often ask for a resume. Um, often we don't even make it required, but we ask for that resume so yeah. that it can inform the interview and you have good questions to ask. Um, we've also built this pretty cool thing, Chris. You'll you'll probably like this. We've built. Uh, like an AI resume analysis tool so that nice. a system analyzes the resume and sends you a summary. So you don't have to spend the time doing that. Um, but I, I just don't think, and we haven't seen evidence that suggests that DQing people, especially for like painter roles, certain sales roles, um, is worthwhile for a resume at higher level management roles. Sure. You need to make sure that yeah. they have the skills and experience to be able to perform. No, that's good. So as we talk about, the funnel, the systems, all of this stuff, right? So application, assessment tool, resume, maybe, maybe not. How do you like organize this? How do you automate this? Like, I know that's something you guys are also doing too, which is super cool. And, and you really got me excited about this when you showed me like the done for you hiring funnel, right? You guys build yeah. out all the connection points, everything you guys do. It's, it's reasonably priced, especially for the value of what people get. Uh, I know you guys have the service to go in and tweak the job ads and stuff too. So I'm sure we'll talk more about that on next week's episode. Um, but I mean, how do you guys recommend putting all this together? Right. Cause it's one thing to say like, okay, Hey, yeah, we need to do this and we need to have the funnel in place, but how? Yeah. So you want to so, jump in? Great question. And anytime this is back in my coaching days, 
a system is a Google Doc with steps. People think, oh, a system has to be a CRM with all this complicated software and zaps and blah, blah. No, yeah. a system is a Google Doc with steps. So with this, just like anything, we started with a Google Doc with steps with a member of the team executing. So step one, post a job ad on Indeed or Facebook or whatever. Step two, ask a candidate to fill out a short application form on a type form or a Google form. Step three, um, invite a candidate to take a, uh, an assessment, a higher bus assessment. Hey candidate, here's a link to the assessment. Step four, does the candidate meet your assessment requirements and your type form requirements? If yeah. yes, send them an email and say, hey, schedule an interview via Calendly link or pick when they're free. And then step five, if they're great, ask them to an in-person interview. Step six, yeah. offer. And so yeah. those are the steps, but what we've done and how we've automated is through different systems. And so we often, we, you know, we build that for people, but yeah. if you have your own go high level, if you have your own Zapier account, if you are good at this kind of stuff and like it and think it's fun, um, and it's something that brings you energy, you take that list, build out automations and triggers via Zapier or a CRM, yeah. the funnel can run for you. Um, Otherwise, we you know we we can do that, but yeah. uh, that's what I would push the the audience to say is, hey, a system is a Google Doc with with these yeah. six steps on it. Well, and I think you brought up a great point. Truthfully, is like a system is the processes to do it, and it's either a human that's executing it. And yes, you can put a template, right? I'm sure you guys have a template emailed together for that human being to just copy and then paste it every time somebody applies and just change out the name, right? Um, that's great. That's another system in itself, right? Or eventually you get to a point where you are like, okay, I'm going to utilize technology and I'm going to automate this, right? Um, you know, and obviously there, there's pros and cons to everything, but I think definitely like the automation side, especially for recruiting, I know we're going to talk more next week on like, how do we always recruit, right? Yeah. Call it ABR, always be recruiting. Yeah. Um, you know, like, so we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but I think just like this system is key especially for what we're going to talk about next week. Because when you can have the automation, when you can have it going in the background, you don't have to stop and think about it, right? That was a huge thing that we, I've spent the last three or four months here at Elite Business Advisors, like overhauling our systems and our processes because everything was so manually ran through me, right? Which was great where we were at. And then we hired another advisor and I realized that for us to go where we're going to go, everything's going to break. So I'd yeah. rather break it and rebuild it now versus later, right? And we have the CRM and it's, you know, the categories kind of like go high level and we just move, we move people along and it auto triggers things to go out and it's a lot less Chris doing stuff, right? It's great. I love it. I'm not the system anymore. Um, but it's, you know, I think it's true. Like we have to figure out like, how do we automate this stuff? How, yeah. especially for something like this, you know, I think that's one thing I see with a lot of people, like a lot of painting business owners that we work with, and I'm sure I'm curious if you have the same experience with Conquer. They love, maybe it's the technical side of things. They love typically estimating in sales is always like an easy one that they love to do, right? And they love counting the money when it comes in, even if they don't put it in their job costing, but they just know they have money, right? Like that's what a lot of business owners do. They don't want, like HR is always the last freaking thing that people want to deal with. Yes every time but unfortunately it's often the most necessary thing right mm -hmm. and when the most necessary thing and the thing they hate doing the most are the same thing it's a problem right yes so when you can systematize it when you can automate it to where the only time you're spending time with people 
to sit down face to face and waste your time or deal with another human being, as I hear some people say. I'm like, maybe change your mindset. Maybe I can figure out why you can't recruit good people because you're that's your mindset on them. You're um, dealing with <laughs> you're dealing with them, right? I'm tolerating. That's what my wife says to me. That's not what you should say to your employees, okay? Um but like when you can automate this stuff, when you can systematize it, and then your time is is limited to just doing that. Like I that's we always want to make things as easy as possible for people. I say we want to hit everything with the simple stick and make it as easy as possible to do what you need to do in the easiest, least painful way possible, right? I said that about job costing because nobody wants the job cost. It's nobody wants the computer. Some people do, right? But like true painter technicians don't want to get on a computer and deal with stuff. Great, let's make this as easy as possible to where you can get the data you need, we can make the decisions, and you don't have to hate your life in the process. It's that's so that's so well said. And it and it just boils back to like as a business owner, your job is to figure out the most efficient ways to buy back your time. Yep. Hundred percent. And it's like, how can you always be doing thousand dollar an hour tasks versus twenty dollar an hour tasks? Yep. $20 an hour tasks are updating indeed posts, reviewing resumes, like yep. that type of stuff. If you can build a resume or create a system where someone else does it, that's where you win and focus on those thousand dollar an hour tasks that I'm sure everyone listening to this and you, Chris, can think of on your own. Like we can all sit here and think about the times where that hour, that one hour we spent writing that amazing email sequence yeah. changed our business or that one yep. system we built for when we recorded all the training videos for our new hires, that those four hours were amazing. We recorded that commercial. Like yep. those are the things that really make you win and create leverage in business. Reviewing yeah. resumes. I'm sorry, it's not. So you got to create a system for that. Um, 100%. Or buy a system for that. So yep. $20 an hour, $1,000, $10,000 an hour task, I feel like is just always, always what we got to yes. rack our brains about. Yes. Uh, well, this is great, man. I'm excited to jump into our last part on next week's episode. ABR, always be recruiting, right? Um, so Dan, I appreciate everything you had to share here. Uh, I look forward to wrapping this up with you next week, brother. Yeah, let's 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 do week three and uh, talk about always be. I heard ABC, always be Cruton. I don't know how I feel about it. I, I think I like ABR. <laughs> I like Same ABR. Cruton, I'm like, eh. Yeah, but let's that's all right. ABR. Yeah, I'm more like than an ABC fan. All right, well, let's, we're doing let's, it. Uh, we'll tease folks and have them let's see the ABR next week. Let's do it. Let's go. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.